fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I feel like I've been chasing my tail all day long today. I have been so busy. It's been such a great day. It's been an awesome one. Not in a bad way I've been chasing my tail, but hey, we got a lot going on. Welcome into the broadcast, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio stations, radio and TV, plus the live stream and the podcast we have as well all over the place for a Friday. You finally made it to Friday. Greatest day of the entire week. As you wrap up your work week, hopefully, if you're one of those weekend shifters, and I feel terribly bad for you, but I've been there, totally get it, and keep on rocking, my friends. Carpe diem, the way you do every single day. Big show lined up for you today. We've got a lot to get to. So, uh, just about an hour or so ago, we sat down with Joe Paggs, host of the Joe Paggs Show. He's a great friend. I, I've really looked up to him in many aspects when it comes to radio and his success and what he's done uh, along with a few other hosts obviously. But Joe Peggs is one of those we, uh, as an operations manager here in the Wichita area, we were able to get him on our station live every day and he does very well and I've been able to chat with him throughout the years doing interviews and anytime I've reached out to him and he reached out to me so I'm really glad to uh, to be able to call him a friend and I appreciate that. So uh, we have that interview we're going to play at the bottom of the hour. Here's the thing, I'm trying to get the uh, video uh, portion of that because we didn't just do the audio we did a skype interview with each other which is really cool and we used his system so it's got his his stuff on there and i really want to play it so we're going to try and play the total video side of it if you're watching some of the live streaming if not we'll just play the audio but eventually what i'll do is this weekend then i'll upload the video portion of the interview because it's an extent it's like 15 17 minutes long and we can't play the whole thing anyway so what i may do is i'll play the audio for the interview today and then we'll have the special feature on the podcast thereafter that you can download and listen to. And we'll also have the video of the show, the entire extended interview that we'll have on our live st- or on our social media on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter, all that stuff. So make sure to stay tuned in, follow us on the social media. You can get all that. But uh, we'll play that interview with Joe Pags coming up in just a little bit. But hey, outside of that, it's CPAC, baby. There's a lot of CPAC stuff going on with the Conservative Political Action Conference. They have their live session. We may tune into that uh, throughout the show today as well. Because if you've never been to the Conservative Political Action Conference, kind of highly recommend it. It's a great way for you to really get your, uh, just to feel good about what's going on, for you to kind of refuel your energy tank a little bit politically wise and just hear some conservative messages. Everybody who's anybody in the conservative world usually goes to CPAC. It's a big deal. Now, this year, I don't know if it's weird with, with COVID, so I don't know what they're doing, but I was listening to some of the speeches earlier today. Looks like they don't have their live stream going on right now, so we'll check in with that in just a little bit, but uh, it's it's cool. If you've never been, highly recommend it. Highly recommend you go and do that because it's it's pretty cool. So we'll talk about that throughout the show uh, because apparently the media, when they don't like an event, they start to poke fun at it and they find ways to try and attack it just in their own little special ways. For example, according to MSN, here are some Republicans, some top Republicans that are not attending CPAC this year. Now, I may be wrong, but some of these I don't remember ever going to CPAC. Some of them have, but some of them I don't remember ever going because they weren't conservative. You don't just have to be a Republican. You need to be an actual conservative. That's why it's the Conservative Political Action Conference, not just the Republican Party Action Conference. It's not the way that works. 
but according to MSN, someone who's not invited, someone like Mitch McConnell. No, I don't remember Mitch McConnell ever going to CPAC because he's not the most conservative guy. So why would he go to the conservative political action conference? Now, here's the here's why they go after these guys is because to them, Mitt Romney is a crazy right wing Republican, but he's the one that should be the epitome of the Republic. He's the Senate Majority Leader. He's the one that's been there forever. He's kind of the icon for Republicans, which he's not. I don't know a whole lot of Republicans that actually like him. He's just kind of the rhino that we have to deal with a lot of times that really speaks for a lot of us, and we're just like, I don't know if I like that. But he is not speaking because he's not conservative, and that's okay. I'm okay with him not speaking at CPAC. I would not go to CPAC to listen to Mitch McConnell speak. I don't want him to sound like there's marbles in his mouth. I just don't care. I have no interest in seeing Mitch McConnell. I would not go to CPAC to go see someone like Mitch McConnell uh, because he's not conservative. But to them, that's where conservatism should be. The moderate, get along, just kind of go with the flow, just let Democrats have what they want because that's the compromise in today's times. That's the way Democrats want the Republican Party to be, but it's not. So how dare them not invite Mitch McConnell? Mitt Romney declined to attend. Oh, sorry, Mitch McConnell declined to attend. Uh, Also not attending. Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney declined because, uh, well, I don't know if he was invited or not, because he's not conservative either. He spoke there, I believe, one time. And you want to know why? Because he was a presidential candidate. That's the only reason why. It was a year for a presidential race for a Republican uh, primary election, and all of the Republican candidates spoke. I remember that one. I don't remember if I was there that year or not. I think I was there that year, actually. That was 2012. No, I wasn't there that year. That would have been 2012. Yeah, 2012, I was not there that year, but I did watch it on TV, and I really wish I would have been because that would have been a lot of fun. But no, I I did not attend that year, but they had everybody. They had Mitt Romney, they had John McCain, they had Mike Huckabee. If you remember all the laundry list of like 12 different Republican candidates from the 2012 election, that's who all spoke at CPAC that year. But no, Mitt Romney, who is now a U.S. senator who hates Donald Trump and who hates conservatives, who tried to claim as he was Mr. Conservative, but he's really not, uh, he's not invited at CPAC, again, because not the most conservative kind of guy. Uh, people who declined to attend, Mike Pence, former vice president, Nikki Haley, former U.N. ambassador, Rand Paul, U.S. senator. I would love to see Rand Paul there. He would be a great one, but he didn't uh, skip for the most recent conference. He's kind of busy. Don't know if he can actually make it or not. I don't know if it was like, I hate you guys or I just can't make it. Also not attending, Liz Cheney. Shocker. Shocker. Liz Cheney not showing up. You know, the fact that they invited Donald Trump and she kind of doesn't like Donald Trump kind of means that she's not going to show up. Um, and then others. So MSNBC trying to take their nice little jabs at CPAC, which I just find kind of cute for sure. But the big news today, the big, huge news today. What's trending today? What's trending today is the fact that Joe Biden actually remembered something. Now, it's a little skewed. It's a little off, but he actually remembered something. He actually remembered something. So this was earlier today talking about COVID-19 vaccinations, or this was yesterday, I'm sorry, when he was talking about COVID-19 vaccinations and his goal to hit 100 million vaccinations in the country in the first 100 days of his administration. Now, keep this in mind that we are one month into his administration. So we're essentially 30 days in, 
And his goal was the first 100 days to hit the 100 million vaccinations. And this is what he had to say. One of my first goals in office when I uh, was just before I sworn in, I indicated that my goal was to get 100 million COVID vaccine shots in people's arms in my first 100 days as president. At first, critics said that goal was too ambitious. No one could do that. Then they said it was too small. At the bottom line, though, is that America will be the first country, perhaps the only one, to get that done. All right, so that's Joe Biden. He, uh, to, well, the media said that first it was uh, not possible, then they said it wasn't ambitious enough. I think he almost sort of kind of remembered what happened way back when. If you remember just two weeks ago, uh, during his first week of the administration, two, three weeks ago, when he was actually signing all the executive orders, and his one of his executive orders was trying to get the 100 million vaccinations, that he was so proud, so proud. And one media outlet actually tried to call him out on it and said, wait a second, we're kind of already there. Trump already did that, which was like actually a slap in the face to Biden, because how dare you say something nice about Trump? But they said, we're kind of already there. Should you set your goals just a little bit higher? Mr. President, you said you put the goal at 100 million vaccines. Thank you, guys. Is that high enough? Or higher than basically where the U.S. is right now. When I announced it, you all said it's not possible. Come on, give me a break, man. <laughs> there it is. So, did you really set the bar high enough? Did you really think that uh, you know we're actually going to do this because we're already kind of already there? Mr. President, you said you took the goal at 100 million vaccines. Thank you, guys. Is that high enough? Should you set the bar higher than basically where the U.S. is right now? When I announced it, you all said it's not possible. Come on, give me a break, man. It's a good start. 100 million. Thank you very much. And he walks out there and uh, into the sunset, so to speak. So now that he's hit the 100 million, he signed that. And they were like, we're already kind of there. We've already almost hit that. Should you set the bar just a little bit higher? Now he's trying to come back and say, well, you guys said that it was not possible. Then you said that it's not enough. And what do you guys want? But we just hit it. And it's something to be proud about. One of my first goals in office when I uh, was just before I sworn in, I indicated that my goal was to get 100 million COVID vaccine shots in people's arms in my first 100 days as president. At first, critics said that goal was too ambitious. No one could do that. Then they said it was too small. At the bottom line, though, is that America will be the first country, perhaps the only one, to get that done. All right, so that's his comment. Obviously, he kind of sort of remembered something, which was really nice. The problem is he created half the the scenario, which is the issue. Because, yes, you know what? They did say that it wasn't high enough, and he can be proud of that. You know what? We hit 100 million vaccinations. We should be proud of that, I guess, if that's what you want to get. If you want to get the vaccine, if we're doing that, then uh, you know what? That's something to be proud about. You hit that goal. You set the goal, and you hit it. You completed the task at hand. Well done, Joe Biden. I applaud you for that. You can go back to your basement and draw on your crayons. You can do whatever you want to do now. You set the goal. The problem is, is that you created a scenario that wasn't there. I do not remember any media telling him that it was not possible to hit 100 million because the only media that asked him about the 100 million vaccines was, hey, Trump already kind of did that. We're already kind of there. Should you set the bar just a little bit higher? Should you make something happen just a little bit more? Because that's nice, and obviously you hit it in 30 days, but I guess that's the softball success for, for Joe Biden is, you know what, we've already almost there. We're at 90 million. We want to hit 100 million. Let's go ahead and set a goal for 100 million so when we hit it three weeks later, we can be like, look at that. Look how quickly we're succeeding in this administration, which is typical politician, so I guess we shouldn't be too terribly surprised about that. But when you create half the narrative, you're lying. Liars. 
You should have just said, well, you said that it wasn't high enough, but we hit it, so now we can move forward. For a real leader to do something, that would be the appropriate response, wouldn't it? You said that we need to hit more. We will hit more, but we're just getting started. We're just doing this. It's a good first step. Let's hit $100 million, then we'll get $200 million. And we, you know what, At 30 days later, today, voila, we hit $100 million. I know you said you need more. We're going to get more, obviously, but it's a great first step. We're excited, especially after everything that happened with the utilities and with the power and with the cold. We are going to do $200 million here still within our 100 days because we hit the first one within the first 30 days. Now, that's a challenge. Now, that's a goal. And if you do that, then I'm pretty sure people would follow the politician. But people don't follow the politician because we already hit the $100 million. Two weeks later, you say, great, we hit the $100 million. Let's celebrate, even though you said that we need to set the goal just a little bit higher. Typical politician, right? But that's a Joe Biden, I guess, for you because you set the goal low, you set the bar low, then you can succeed and say, well, we're just doing it on a 10-year plan. Hmm. But Joe Biden taking the success at the same time while they say that, uh, and by the way, this is probably going to get us banned off of YouTube and Facebook and everything because of what we're saying, because how dare that we challenge the Biden administration. But this is the typical, you set the goal post very, very low, and then you take credit for everything that's actually happened. When, if you remember again, Donald Trump created a vaccine in nine months of his administration, and yet he got zero credit for that. Joe Biden walks in while 80 million vaccines were already out the door. He gets 20 million more out and says, look at that, my administration hit 100 million. Take the credit for somebody else when you're already like in motion to do so, and then say that you're the one that did it. So well done. Uh, you're doing well in your basement. Congratulations. And... Oh, it's going to be a long four years. Let's just put it that way. Got to take a break. Lots to get to here on The Voice of Reason for a great Friday. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com miss part of the show don't worry about it there's plenty of ways to catch the program and here's how you can do it first make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station we're here for you second subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites youtube and itunes spotify and google play tune in podbean and more have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device last visit our website at hoosierreason.com you can listen to the podcast catch our special features and more it's the voice of reason on radio tv and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic 
You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a Friday, the greatest day of the entire week. Your Millennial General reporting for duty today on radio and TV, plus the live streaming and podcasting thereafter as well. Uh, we have a lot of people jumping on on all the different platforms right now. Make sure to tune in on all the social media, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter, and Twitch. You can find us on twitch.tv. It's kind of the more uh, media source like that is who knows how long Facebook's going to keep us on. Who knows how long YouTube is going to keep us on because, well, that's just what they do. Plus, we do have the Podbean live stream going on as well. Uh, plus, our affiliates, Radio and TV as well, which more will be coming on and good news coming here in the next couple weeks as well. We have Joe Pags coming on after the bottom of the hour. So here's what we're going to do with that interview, because obviously we have our hard breaks for the entire show and we went a little long. So we're going to air the audio of the interview on the show today. Part of it we will also have a special feature of the podcast coming up thereafter so you can listen to the entire thing. And this weekend, I'm also going to post the entire uh, video of it on our social media, too, because you don't want to miss that. It was really cool to chat with him and we appreciate his time. Very much. We'll do that here in just a little bit. Uh, I do want to talk to you real quickly about just, and we've touched this plenty of times, just kind of a, you know, wrapping up the week sort of thing. But you want to talk about how crazy it is for states to accept this federal money coming in as they try to talk about this COVID-19 bill that's supposed to be voted on either today or tomorrow in the chambers of Congress. They are trying to pass another $1.9 trillion in covid uh, relief. Although we still have a trillion dollars sitting there that we haven't spent, we got 1.9 trillion we want to pass now. That includes a $15 an hour minimum wage, by the way, that we'll get into in a little bit. But when when states receive this kind of money, do you think it doesn't come with a cost, or doesn't come without a cost? Do you think it comes just you know freeloading? Here you go. We just want to give it to you to help out. <laughs> That's really funny because if you believe that, then you're probably I could sell you you know a beach somewhere else as well. Here's a headline from the Associated Press. Now, I know the Associated Press is already about as far left as you can get, and it's ridiculously biased, but it has some interesting information on this one. And this is out of Nebraska. Advocates for low-income residents have asked a judge to strike down Nebraska's two-tiered Medicaid expansion system that imposes extra requirements to qualify for dental, vision, and over-the-counter drug coverage. The group Nebraska... Uh, let's see, the group Nebraska Appleseed filed a lawsuit on Thursday this week against the Nebraska Department of Health and Human Services and its top administrators. The lawsuit alleges the agency uh, officials exceeded their legal authority when they created a two-tiered system, a, quote, basic plan that covers physical and behavioral uh, health care services and a prime plan that also includes dental, vision, and over-the-counter drug coverage. The two-tiered system only applies to people who qualify for expanded coverage, nor do uh, not those who receive the benefits through the traditional Medicaid program. What it essentially says is that if you want these, you need to go through some extra hoops. And here in Kansas, at least, we have some certain requirements to where you need to show that you're trying to apply for work and that your uh, employment doesn't have actually insurance at their work and at the job. And it goes through this whole rigorous thing. And then if they don't, then you can actually apply for the Medicaid programs. We also have here the fact that you need to do drug tests and you need to have you know certain requirements to make sure that you qualify for government assistance and that you're not just going to freeload and just take advantage of the system. Wild concept, I understand. The federal government's now coming out and saying that they want to sue and take it to federal court, saying that they're not allowed to have these tiered programs and that the state of Nebraska is not allowed to actually have requirements for you to qualify for these certain things, that you should just be able to apply for them. Now, as we talk about nullification nationwide, 
and having states nullify federal legislation. This is a prime example of why so many states have a hard time doing so. They want to expand these programs. They want to accept the federal government money. That The government's saying, hey, you can have this stuff, but, but, but. You're going to talk to my friend Tony here, and this is what you're going to do in order to get the money, all right? Not to make fun of any Italians, I have many Italian friends, and I know I'm going to get some hateful emails at network at gmail.com. The point is, is that the mobsters of the federal government treat these states exactly as such. While they try to make you forget these states are sovereign, that they can make their own decisions, and these programs need to be statewide-based to set their own curriculums however they choose to do so, they say, uh-uh, federal government's not going to give you that money unless you do it our way, and you're not allowed to make those extra hard requirements for people to, like, you know, not freeload off the system. Imagine that, right? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yeah, buddy, darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. Thanks for joining us today for a Friday, trying to wrap up your week the best way we know how to do so each and every day. By the way, I want to remind you as well that Monday or Tuesday, the newsletter will be coming out. So if you have not done so yet, make sure to go to HoosierReason.com. That's H-O-O-S-E-R Reason.com. Make sure to subscribe to the newsletter. It'll come up and say, do you want to become a Hoosier-holic? You say, heck yeah, I do. You type in your email. We will not spam you. We will not send you a whole bunch of emails. All we'll do is just send you a monthly newsletter at the beginning of the new month talking about cool stuff. We'll have our new blog on there. We'll have a whole bunch of goodies on there. So make sure to do that. That's coming up. So you have this weekend to do it if you have not yet done so as well. So thanks for that. We appreciate it. Very much. All right. I want to shift gears a little bit. We sat down just about an hour or so ago with the man himself. I'm a big fan of his. I'm a bit, uh, I'm glad to be able to call him a semi-friend, uh, even though we've never met in person. We've chatted quite a bit, and uh, it's always good to talk with this guy. Now, again, we did a video interview of this, and he sent it to me, and it's awesome, so I appreciate that. We're going to be posting the video interview on our social media so you can see the entire interview, but I don't have any video editing stuff here at the radio studio. So I got to do that from the Hoosier Media Network studios at home this weekend. But uh, it's, uh, we have a limited time. We did a little bit longer than what we had anticipated, which was awesome. So I'm going to play part of the interview. Plus, we'll have the special feature of the entire interview on the podcast thereafter as well. But we talked with the man himself. 
the number 12 most listened to talk radio show host in the entire country, host of the Joe Peggs Show. I was excited to talk with the man himself, Mr. Joe Peggs. Mr. Joe Peggs. Joe, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Andy, what's happening? We are personal friends, and uh, without you, I wouldn't be on that great station and other stations, so I appreciate your support throughout the years. How you doing? You sound good. I know that you're expanding your, your reach as well. We are expanding the reach, radio and TV, so we're, we're growing like you. I'm trying to imitate the Joe Pags here, so I'm doing what I can. <laughs> I, don't, don't hurt yourself. It, it's not really worth imitating, but I appreciate you trying. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, it's always good, and yeah, I mean, I know everybody loves you. I know you're growing like a weed as well, so congrats on that one. But you've been in, you. in Texas. This whole last couple of weeks has been nuts. I wanted to really get you on after the cold stint, and you've been talking on your show about the, the power outages you guys had. We had the intermittent blackouts from the energy company that just said yeah we're just going to cut off your energy for the for an hour or two but you guys just couldn't get any energy what the heck was going on down there you guys all right well what we found what we are okay but what we found out was we are so reliant on somebody else for the essentials you know back in the day 100 years ago people would laugh at us it got a little bit cold out and then everything that we relied on went away we had no power couldn't flush the toilet we had our food was starting to spoil in, in the refrigerator in fact we put some of it outside to keep it cool um, it got down to three degrees in Minnesota, Wisconsin, and, and you guys, you know, we, you'll see that intermittently. But here in Texas, we don't usually expect that. But in the oil rich and the energy rich state of Texas, we never saw this coming, to be honest with you. And uh, you know this, uh, the, the power went out in my studio several days in a row. And I had to do the show from the cell phone yeah. a couple of days. I'm just sitting in the dark on my cell phone with a program that sounded really good for broadcast. But uh, we, we kept the show on the road and we kept it up and running. But, yeah, we're okay, but a lot of people aren't. You know, dozens of people died in Texas, and I can't figure out why. You're allowed to do rolling brownouts and rolling blackouts whenever you feel like it, and you can just arbitrarily <laughs> say Andy's going to get some power, Joe isn't. I found the day, look, that's scary to me, Andy. It just is. The idea that we're so reliant on somebody else makes me crazy. And immediately, and I think a lot of Americans are thinking about this too in light of what happened in Texas of all places, uh, immediately I started thinking, how can we make sure that never happens again? I'm looking at generators like whole house generators. I'm looking at you know food storage. I'm looking at all sorts of stuff. But uh, yeah, it was scary. We are okay. Thanks for asking. But a lot of people aren't. It really took the whole conspiracy theorist and doomsday prepper to another level, right? I mean, they were the ones that's been doing the the generators. They're the ones that have been stocking the food down in the basement for a long time. And then we always look at them as like, oh, they're crazy. But, you know, this is the time when it starts to happen. It's not just the zombie apocalypse when we're prepared for the end of times. But when the power goes out, you're right. Why are we so dependent on this garbage? I mean, now natural gas, they're saying that we could see bills of $2,500 for your gas bill because... Yeah. That we didn't have any more, and everybody was using it. So therefore, the price, of the supply and demand, boom! It went from three dollars a square uh, per square foot to six hundred dollars per cubic foot of natural gas. It's ridiculous. Well, it is ridiculous. And Texas makes more natural gas than any other state in the union. Uh, the idea that you've got to raise the price of natural gas for the roof is is an idea that's just fictitious. I think, and here we go. Here comes the conspiracy. I think you've got the far left in this country now trying to push the Green New Deal when, in essence, parts of the Green New Deal failed in Texas. And I'll be very direct. We have the actual numbers. Wind power was supposed to be 23 to 20 to 25 percent of our energy that week that, that we saw it happen. Um, 60 percent of the output expected didn't work. We only got 40 percent of the output that we were expecting from from wind. We, we expected no output from solar because it's wintertime. And in the wintertime, there's not a whole lot of sun and the, and the days are shorter. Um, we did have uh, some some issues with gas freezing, which is nuts. How does that happen? Nuclear power had a switch that froze. How does that happen? But we had frozen solid wind turbines that didn't, not only didn't they help, we're talking about a $19 billion tax abatement 
to get these things, this green stuff, into our state, and they simply didn't work. Now, the national media is pretending that wind wasn't a big deal. This is a you know an energy-rich state of Texas. Why are they complaining about wind? The facts are the facts. We expected so much out of wind energy that just didn't work. Ten years ago, we had rolling blackouts and brownouts, but we didn't have this, this deep freeze where a bunch of people died because we weren't so reliant on their so-called renewables. We are now. And again, just for the PAGS family, for sure, and the PAGS studio, for sure, we're going to look at some generation, take care of it ourselves, and stop relying so much on somebody else. We really have to do that. I mean, now we're seeing from the Biden administration, you would think after something like this, we would say, hey, maybe the alternative energies, the solar panels, wind power, not the best thing to do for crises like this. Maybe we should have a little bit of a diversity in the energy yeah. market with some more nuclear. I mean, Ohio has new, what, four or five nuclear plants. They didn't go out of power. We didn't have any issues there. Why can't we start looking at this? But I don't see that coming out of the Democrat-run Congress and in, in the Biden administration. Well, it's not going to happen because uh, they, they're pretending like even more wind and even more solar somehow would have helped us out. It is a diverse energy grid in Texas now. It's very diverse, too diverse. You've got three coal-fired plants that, that were basically clean coal that are sitting dormant. They were shut down over the past decade. Why? Why didn't we have those ramped up? Why don't we turn those on immediately? And there's another angle of this, Andy, where the Department of Energy was requested by Greg Abbott, our governor here in Texas, and by ERCOT, an organization I never heard of before this whole thing happened, um, to turn up the energy to keep people in warmth, to stop people from having these, the issues that they were having. Department of Energy said, yes, you can turn it up only enough to keep the grid reliable. They did not say you could turn it up as much as you need to turn it up to keep people warm and to keep people safe. That's a major problem. I truly believe the Department of Energy, and I've got the former DOE um, Secretary Dan Bruyette on today. I truly believe the Department of Energy under under Trump would have said, turn it up as much as you need. Don't worry about it. We'll worry about emissions later. Right. Well, that's what we need to do. I mean, that would have been the commonsensical thing to do, but of course not. Now we see them instead saying, well, we don't need to be energy independent. We need to start invading Syria. We need to start apparently some more wars over in the Middle East and start taking their oil again. I mean, I don't know what that's going to do to the energy market outside of, well, let's just go back to the same old, same old that I don't think a whole lot of people are going to be okay with. Well, I think that Joe Biden is so frail of, of brain and of body that you needed a war to sort of wag the dog. I mean, here's a guy that, what, three or four years ago, he and Jen Psaki, his circle back, you know, press secretary, both tweeted out, and these tweets did not age well about how Trump should not be bombing Syria. Trump should not be this, that, and the other. This is a horrible thing to do. Why are you doing this? What, what, what the hell's going on? And almost immediately, Biden or somebody running that show, the, the puppet masters, started bombing Syria so that we don't talk about how there was a quarter of an inch of snow in Washington so Joe Biden didn't get on Air Force One and go to Michigan to go check out the vaccine plant. Uh, or that Joe Biden just now today a week and a half later, showed up in Texas to show his support, and it's him and the governor and a couple of other people standing there socially distancing. I don't see him out there talking to the people. So you, you've got a problem in Washington that they've got to keep covered somehow. The way they cover it is say, hey, you have to have green energy in Texas. Hey, we have to start bombing Syria. Hey, we have to start uh, um, complaining about about how horrible it was to have no vaccinations ready when Trump left office, which, of course, wasn't true. You had 50 million plus. You have to say things like blacks and Hispanics don't know how to go on the Internet uh, to Anderson Cooper, who gives you a full pass. I mean, we're in such a bizarre place a month after this guy took office that it really does boggle my mind. Well, come on, Joe. I mean, he stayed in his basement for the three days during the whole cold spell. But by golly, we got to focus on Ted Cruz going to Cancun, right? 
It's it's crazy. Listen, <laughs> I came at Ted Cruz as a friend. I like the guy. I have him on all the time, as you know. But he should not have gone to Cancun. I said that immediately on the air. But you know what? He went to Cancun, came right back. He thought better of it. And, and he said it was a mistake. You know who never said it was a mistake? Nancy Pelosi when she got her hair did. Or Lori Lightfoot when she got her hair did. Or when uh, Gavin Newsom went and ate at an indoor restaurant. But he opened the door and said it was an outdoor restaurant. Or the board member in uh, in L.A. County who said, let's, let's close all the restaurants. And then went to one that she's closing that night. So, you know, the left never apologizes. The left never says, hey, we got it wrong. Cruz did something dumb. He apologized for it. He said it was a mistake. And then he got back on the horse and started riding. Uh, it, but, but you're right. That's been the focus of the left. And let me just go back to the, to the energy for a second because I, I lived it. Um, you see the late night talk show host just lying about this. You see Chris Hayes on MSNBC lying about this, about how much wind was really involved and that the Green New Deal didn't come to Texas and that Texas is only deregulated because uh, they're all profiteering and it's about capitalism. <laughs> That's BS. That's bacon sandwich. Um, in, in fact, the, the grid is independent and it's deregulated, so there's more competition. When there's more competition, we pay a lot less for energy than everybody else does in the country. Not now, because we, we ran out of energy. But generally speaking, that's why you deregulate. They're actually making the case for more government regulations and control because of what happened in Texas. You know why? Because you never let a serious crisis go to waste. There it is. That's Joe Pags. We sat down with him just a little bit ago. We appreciate the time from him very much. Awesome guy. Awesome guy. I'm glad to call him, uh, be able to call him a friend. We're going to post the full interview of that for our special feature for an extra download for the podcast. You can listen to the audio of that. Plus, uh, this evening, we'll also post the full video of that on all of our social media. You can find that on Facebook.com slash Hoosier Reason, also on the Hoosier Media Network, plus on the uh, the YouTube channel and all that. So we'll have, um, uh, we'll have that full video on all of the video feeds and all the social media that we have for you to enjoy. So we appreciate that time very much. But we had to cut it short because, dang, we went long on that one, and I appreciate all the time that he gave us for that one. All right, we'll take a break. we got one more segment. we got to wrap up the program today for a Friday. We'll touch on CPAC plus Colorado. They have a new holiday. We'll talk about that when we come back as well here for a Friday episode of The Voice Reason here on the Hoosier Media Network. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic.
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Just a few minutes left going to the top of the hour. Wrapping up the show today for the week. we got a big laundry list of guests for you next week as well. Make sure to stay tuned in for that. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. We're like two weeks booked out on this show. It never ends. Like we got so much stuff to talk about, it's not even funny. As we try to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag. Thanks again to Joe Pags coming on the program. Again, we will be posting the... Uh, it's funny because Joe even commented on the social media, hey, where's the video? Uh, we're going to post it. We're going to do this spe- as a special feature. I didn't want to trim the video for our limited time in the segment, so we're going to post the entire like, 15, 17-minute, whatever it was, video on as a social media special feature, plus the podcast as well, so make sure to stay tuned and watch that on social media. It'll be really cool. So uh, it, It's really, really neat. We love what he did with that, being able to uh, film that for us. So uh, we'll post that on here uh, shortly after this weekend or tonight is when we'll get that up and going. Make sure to watch that on all of us. You can find it at Who's Your Reason for all of our social media. All right, let's go into what's trending in Colorado. Oh, yeah. What's trending today? Yeah, I get it. So Colorado's kind of nuts. They are. It's okay. We love Colorado, though, coming from that. I can say there. I came from Colorado. I'm allowed to say that they're kind of nuts. That's why I left the state of Colorado. I love it. Love it. Love to stay. I love the mountains. I love the snowboarding. I'm all about the mountains of Colorado. There are some crazy people there, though. And the governor is absolutely ridiculous. Their state legislature is completely ridiculous. Even city council members in the city of Denver, they're a little ridiculous as well. If you remember, there I, I don't even remember her name, that literally came out and said, you know what? You don't have private property rights. There's no such thing as private property rights. You should not be allowed to have any private property rights. And that's about it. Just no. Mm-mm. Ain't going to fly. So... There's that. I mean, they're just full-blown left-wing communist crazies out there in Colorado. But not all of them, but there's enough of them to pretty much run the state right now. Here's one. According to Veg News, V-E-G News.com, I'm assuming some type of vegetarian website, but they have a new holiday in the state of Colorado as the Governor Jared Polis has now declared March 20th the Meat Out Day as a way to promote meatless diets diets to his constituents. This is not from, like, PETA. This is not from the Sierra Club. This is not from some crazy, wild, radical left-wing organization. Now, if you don't eat meat, I know some people that don't because of the dietary things or just because it makes them sick or because they can't eat it for medical reasons. Okay, cool. That's fine. But because you just want to promote it for the environmentalist garbage or because you uh, think it's really fad and cool and hip and retro, like, totally if you believe that, or if you just think it's going to harm the animals, then I just laugh at you. I just kind of laugh and chuckle because the Meat Out Day is the way to promote the meatless diet starting uh, starting in 1985 by animal rights group Farm Animal Rights Movement. The farm organization, the Meat Out Initiative, was created to educate consumers about the benefits of a healthful plant-based diet. Yeah, the plant-based now. 
We live in I live in Kansas. Obviously, not everybody listening is from the state of Kansas because we're all over the place. But I live in Kansas, where we're in the middle of cattle country. We have a lot of cattle farmers around here. If you start talking about plant-based diets, they kind of chuckle at you. Then you start hearing about the fake meat that's going out there, the plant-based meat. Like, oh, this is a burger. What's in it? Well, veggies. Wait, what? The veggie burger? No, it's not an. It's not a new age burger. It's not an initiative burger. It's nothing more than just a crappy plant burger that looks like meat. That's all it is. But they've taken it a whole nother level. And I know this is like on the crazy fringe here, but there are now posts out there where they're they're doing the lab grown meat, where they get pieces of tissue and they start growing it into meat. Which uh, okay, I kind of understand it. I kind of see it. I'm still a little skeptical. I don't like lab-grown things. I kind of like it the all natural, where I can go out and you know skin it and cook it myself because that's kind of the more appropriate thing to do. But they have this lab-grown meat now. But now they're taking it to another level that's even just a little gross and kind of weird. And that is the celebrity lab-grown meat. Now what I mean by that is that they literally take celebrity tissue and grow it. So it's human tissue that they want to grow to lab meat and then make people eat it because then you're be you're part of a celebrity and that's really cool. Which I don't know if that's trying to normalize like cannibalism. That's kind of gross, kind of sick at the same time, but people are trying this new cool trend, quote unquote, this fad. So be careful what you buy out there. At the same time, the original person that wanted the celebrity tissue lab grown meat was trying to base it off of um, Kanye West because apparently they were fascinated with Kanye West, and he thought that everybody wanted a piece of Kanye West, except for apparently Kim Kardashian. <laughs> See what we did there? <laughs> That's the way to end a week right there. That's, that does it for us here. On, it's true, though. It's a true story I just threw in the last little bit. Yeah, that does it for us today. Podcast going up a little bit, plus the special feature with Joe Peggs. We'll have that here in a little bit online and on the podcast as well. Until then... Make sure to check out CPAC. It's going on right now. It's going to go on all weekend. President Trump speaking on Sunday. It's going to be a big event. But until then, be your own voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everybody have a great weekend. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.